A Letter Twenty Two of Pamela, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, Volume Two, by Samuel Richardson. Letter Twenty Two. From Sir Simon Darnford to Mr. B. Sir, little did I think I should ever have occasion to make a formal complaint against a person very dear to you, and who I believe deserves to be so. But don't let her be so proud and so vain of obliging and pleasing you, as to make her not care how she affronts everybody else. The person is no other than the wife of your bosom, who has taken such liberties with me as ought not to be taken, and sought to turn my own child against me and make a dutiful girl a rebel. If people will set up for virtue and all that, let them be uniformly virtuous, or I would not give a farthing for their pretenses. Here I have been plagued with gout, rheumatisms, and nameless disorders ever since you left us, which have made me call for a little more attendance than ordinary, and I had reason to think myself slighted, where an indulgent father can least bear to be so, that is, where he most loves, and that by young upstarts, who are growing up to the enjoyment of those pleasures which have run away from me, fleeting rascals as they are, before I was willing to part with them. And I rung, and rung, and where's Polly? For I honour the slut with too much of my notice. Where's Polly? was all my cry to every one who came up to ask what I rung for, and at last in burst the pert baggage, with an air of assurance as if she thought all must be well the moment she appeared with, Do you want me, papa? Do I want you? Confidence? Yes, I do. Where have you been these two hours that you never came near me, when you knew it was my time to my foot rubbed, which gives me mortal pain? For you must understand, Mr. B., that nobody's hands are soft as Polly's. She gave me a saucy answer, as I was disposed to think it, because I had just then a twinge that I could scarce bear, for pain is a plaguy thing to a man of my lively spirits. She gave me, I say, a careless answer, and turning upon her heel, and not coming to me at my first word, I flung a book which I had in my hand at her head, on this fine lady of yours, this paragon of meekness and humility in so many words bids me or which is worse tells my own daughter to bid me never to take a book into my hands again if i won't make a better use of it and yet what better use can an offended father make of the best books than to correct a rebellious child with them and oblige a saucy daughter to jump into a duty all at once mrs b reflects upon me for making her blush formally and saying things before my daughters that truly I ought to be ashamed of, then avows malice and revenge. Why, neighbour, are these things to be borne? Do you allow your lady to set up for a general corrector of everybody's morals but your own? Do you allow her to condemn the only instances of wit that remain to this generation, the dear, polite, double entendre, which keeps alive the attention and quickens the apprehension of the best companies in the world, and is the salt, the sauce, which gives a poignancy to all our genteel entertainments? Oh, very fine, truly! 
that more than half the world shall be shut out of society, shall be precluded their share of conversation amongst the gay and polite of both sexes, were your lady to have her will. Let her first find people who can support a conversation with wit and good sense like her own, and then something may be said, but till then I positively say, and will swear upon occasion, that double entendre shall not be banished from our tables, and where this won't raise a blush or create a laugh, we will, if we please, for all Mrs. B and her new-fangled notions, force the one and the other by still plainer hints, and let her help herself as she can." Thus, sir, you find my complaints are of a high nature regarding the quiet of a family, the duty of a child to a parent, and the freedom and politeness of conversation, in all which your lady has greatly offended, and I insist upon satisfaction from you, or such a correction of the fair transgressor as is in your power to inflict, and which may prevent worse consequences from your offended friend and servant, Simon Darnford. End of letter 22